0: What's going on, everybody? This week on The Real Ones, my guest is David Ayer. David Ayer is one of the greatest American filmmakers of all time. He made movies like End of Watch and uh, Harsh Times and Fury, wrote the movie Training Day. Being in the movie Fury was one of the greatest joys of my life. A lot of the folks that I brought on this show are people that I've met through David. In this conversation, uh, David is extraordinarily brave, uh, courageous, and open. Um, I love this man. I admire this man. This man's given me so much. He's been through a ton, and uh, he really opens up here. Um, I'm, again, eternally grateful to David for just so many reasons, and uh, I love you, boss. Thanks for coming on.
1: of cameras and shit. How does that
0: make you feel, man, with the with the cameras cameras being on you? Confuses it, me. It does? How so? Why?
1: Because I'm on the wrong side.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I'm on I'm behind the fourth wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah.
0: When was the last time when was the last time you did something like that where you were on camera? Like never, huh? Media? Mm-hmm. Bullshit, like like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Let's repeat the same thing 30 times in a row, speed yeah. dating format. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the one journalist who's like, I'm going to craft a question that, if you an- answer honestly, will destroy your career. <laughs> and then I'm going to sit back and watch you answer it. <laughs> right, 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 right. But then you do media training, and then it's like, just answer the question you wish they asked. Yeah. And yeah. then they get that faraway look in their eye. Like, treat my them the way they feel. should be
0: treated. Like, do- like yeah. literally ignore them completely. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah everyone's trying to feed off everybody now
0: <laughs> it's crazy man it's crazy there's no one as far as like this thing that we've been doing you, you you've kind of been at the center of so much there's so many points of connection on this show it's like kanejo and bo and shia and kev and tyler Gray. it's like they're all kind of you know you're, you're talked about a lot man and 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 uh you know i i, I you, you know for me you, you you know, I got to say, you know, when I was a kid, there was a, there was a football coach in D.C. for the number eight boys club, police boys and girls club named Buddy Burkett. And Buddy Burkett was a fucking savage. dude. <laughs> he was like a fucking savage. There was once this real big kid, this big fat kid named Lamont. And we, we used to call him Lamonty, And he had behavior problems. And Buddy Burkett, like, made him do push-ups and sit-ups till his kidneys fucking... He, he had to go to the hospital. And he used to if you got in trouble, Buddy Burkett would put, like, one guy... If you if you fucked around, he'd put you on one side of the field and put everybody else on the field on the other, and he would basically be like, "Go get him," you know. And and I remember like even into like my high school years, even mm-hmm. though I didn't play for him or like you know didn't see him since he since I was like eleven, if he was coaching on a field, like you would you would not go by that field if Buddy <laughs> Briquette was there, and it would it would always put you back in this place mm-hmm. of uh, of fear and and uh, and and just like unbelievable kind of uh, respect and uh in a way man like knowing you were coming up today it it it, it put me in this place yeah. of uh i was like fuck man the the, the boss the boss is coming <laughs> and i remember I, I went to go do king richard with will smith and the first thing he fucking said is like he was like man you've done you've done david ayer movie like you, you <laughs> fuck with air and like you get that look in his eye and look and look man i i when i think about um not just all the points of connection, but but no, you know, the experience that I had with you uh, was like the defining artistic experience of my life. It was like something I, I, I you know, it's just kind of cha- everything changed after that for me, not mm-hmm. some fucking bullshit like, oh, I started getting more, it just everything changed mm-hmm. for me, how I view this thing. And, and, uh, and when I think about like how, like the, the, the mental and, and physical and like emotional anguish that we were put through, and and when I think about how we were like beaten down, and I saw these like grown men, like fucking movie stars, like crying and begging for, to, you, you no. know, begging, and 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 reduced down to the way they were, and it was such a, um, it was such a brutal experience. But now when I look at it, uh, now when I look at the whole thing, looking back, man, it's just like I I see how much fucking <clears throat> love was there, and how much you fucking cared and not just being a vet, but your, your dedication to like who that story was about mm. and how you didn't give one of us a fucking chance of not taking that so fucking experience and, the, and, 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 and putting us, you know, you, you know, you know going, to, going to the bases, being with the guys, getting to ha- spend time with like those gems of people who actually experienced what it was like in World War II. There was no choice. There was no days off. There's no bullshit. It was like your foot was on our fucking throat the whole time. But, but what's crazy is like, it was like the most loved I've ever felt By a director it was Mm. it was the seminal kind of experience and and uh so i I, you know i don't do like fucking introductions man i'm like (laughs) so today but uh i just wanted to say that man and i also wanted to say like do, do you do you still do you still work like like you just got off a movie do you still
1: work like that it's the world's changing big time and and it's harder and I think now for me, it's like picking my lane and picking my battles and picking my opportunities, you know? And right now I'm just happy to fucking work. Can mm-hmm. I cuss?
0: Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, I told cool. you,
1: literally shit on the table, dude. Like with Fury, I don't know. I think there's just moments in life where things unfold certain ways. And, and that unfolded. All these things came together. And, and things that shouldn't have come together came together. Like and what? things Just like getting a freaking working Tiger tank on set, you know, having an actual German Tiger tank on set instead of like, oh, it's a Volkswagen covered with, you know, green screen or something. (laughs) Um, But like the time I had everybody, the way everybody sensed that something bigger was happening um, with that project. And it just, it was just kind of blessed. It just kind of unfolded, you know? And I think that's always gonna be like that and End of Watch are gonna be like my two, two to beat, you know, as far as a director goes. You, you,
0: you think you could, could Fury be made now?
1: Yeah, but it would be twice as expensive. It would be a lot more money. I want to do another World War II movie. and I'm trying to figure out how, how do I do it? Yeah. How do I even do it, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's a weird movie. Like it was a weird movie because I had full control It wasn't by committee it wasn't a bunch of people telling me what to do and it was it was just vision it was just like i was chasing something with my heart you know and and then you guys were like fully willing to dive in all the way and the prep you guys did was freaking stupid it was ridiculous bananas you guys were crewing doing combined arms Field exercises with a freaking operating tank and yeah. in infantry blasting off ordnance and blanks and stuff like that, like operating the machine. You know, you guys kind of got to the point where you became it, and and it's like, how do you how do you even do that? How do you become something? Is, is, is a soldier in war with everything that's happening, and that's why. I just kept putting you guys through so much because I had to be the war. I had to be the source of stress. I had to be, you know, you think about like, what does a human being go through in war? And cortisol, adrenaline, you know, stress hormones, right? You get banged in your, you know, your lizard brain. Who are you when you're experiencing that stress, you know? And you see each character in that tank. Everybody had a different stress reaction, you know? Everybody reacted a different way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like your character, would kind of fall apart and become very beta and very dependent and like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. I don't want to think for myself, just tell me what to do and I'll fucking die for you. If you tell me to go die, I'll go do that. And I may hurt, be hurt and confused, but I love you and I'm going to do that because I trust you. And that was like that whole dynamic in that, in that tank. It was a pressure cooker.
0: Are you like, in, in, in this film that you just did, I mean, are, are you still having guys fight
1: each other and all that shit? I mean this one was a little different cuz it's like it's like a straight genre movie mm-hmm. so it's like how do I how do I take like a really straightforward genre movie and like elevate it and I just I just didn't have the time you know it was like like it's like money and time are the big drivers in this and then it's 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 hard because you need access to the talent you need that rehearsal time yeah. to build that energy and you know it's it's tough I tell people now you know I'll tell actors like hey you think like uh, you know, De Niro was like double book and Scorsese and like researching two pro- projects at the same time when they were working together. Right. Like right. that sense of rip your guts out and eat them kind of dedication is 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 absolutely disappearing. So I'm finding like because you know me, like I go, I go hard. Like like I want the roadmap of your soul. I yeah. want I want to know everything about you. I want to know your best moment, I want to know your worst yep. moment, I want to know. Because you're the actor right your body is your instrument yeah. what 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 does it contain what does your body contain what does your memory contain how are you wired and and i know you went to like you know the moscow academy which is like traditional old school find the human pain and explore it and now we're in a world where nobody wants to be uncomfortable yeah right and art comes from Discomfort, art comes from uncertainty, art comes from pain, art comes from agony. And and then just even like culturally now, you know, like like who am I to push my ideas into the culture at this point? You know, do I have a voice? Do I have value as a human being? Do I have value as a creator? What stories am I allowed to tell? What stories am I not allowed to tell? So it's just like, the world's changed so fast and so much and it's like, if you can bring any kind of truth, I'm just chasing human truth, right? I'm just chasing human truth and they have, I call it the corporate map of the human soul, right? Which is like Hollywood filmmaking. The human soul is in this little specific box that makes them comfortable, that they've defined. And with the shit I've seen in life. That's right. Yeah, dude. Like the hood, the street, the military, the this, the that, the chaos. You know, I know I have a much better sense of what a human being is than some rich kid that went to an Ivy League school and is now my boss at a studio that right. works for a committee. Right. <laughs> like, right. it is what it is. Right,
0: right. <laughs> and and you feel like in – I mean, is there is there still a world in which guys like you get to do your thing without that, that motherfucker coming in and, and, and tainting it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's like – Again, it's pick your lane, pick your battle, you know. And, you know, the good – Healthy career diet is like, you know, a couple for them, one for you. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's my my canvas, my paints, my brushes cost a ridiculous amount of money, you know. So like in Suicide Squad, there's like days where shoot they, you know, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a day. Right right or or even a small budget movie you're looking at a burn rate of a couple hundred grand a day right that's a lot of money like it's millions of dollars someone has to hand me millions of dollars for me to do my work right which means they gotta trust me they gotta believe in me but they also have to believe in the business plan you know so it's like the the business and the money have have taken everything over and I'm lucky because I have a lot of autonomy and control and I'm able to like create an ecology where I can hunt freely, but that's disappearing, man. Yeah. Like like everything is just being reduced to fucking nothing. <laughs> what,
0: what, what do you think like, I mean, is it the pain, man? Like I, I, I just see this like super strong connection, like with you, I just, I remember just responding to you like fucking immediately, like my, 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 my first audition for for you, like I was like, man, I'll do, and it wasn't just because like I loved, and to watch that much, it's just like the way the way that you were and the way yeah. you just sized up the room and the way you handle yourself, like you you know, what do you think that is? I mean, how, is that something you've always been able to do, get people to kind of like follow you? Because again, man, it's not normal yeah. to see guys like, you know, like fucking Will Smith or Brad or shit like that to be like. Hey, dude! Like, I'll go to this fucking boot camp. Like, I won't sleep for fucking three weeks. I'll oh. shit in an ammo can. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll have guys like call me maggot and fucking. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like one thing. Like, I'm like, dude, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But like, those guys to, 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 to follow that holy, and to make a movie as if it's you had us all convinced, make this movie like it's the last one you'll ever make. And if you think about like what that movie's about and who that movie's for, it's fucking worth it. Like it, it like we really were like. Dude, we'll, we'll, we'll give you whatever. Have you always had that through life?
1: Man, that's a crazy question. That's a hard question. I mean, I've always been an outsider, big time. And I've always found myself in, like, really fucked up extreme circumstances where I had no choice but to figure out how to survive from zero, from zero, from day zero. I never had, like, family and safety and love and all that shit that people talk about. Like, that's not my experience. And so, like... I had to get really, really, really good at reading energy and reading the room and reading people and and being like super strategic about, oh, that person can be an ally. That person is going to be an enemy. I got to watch out for them. Like, like, what do I have to do to eat tonight? What do I have to say to eat tonight? And so I became like, I get hypervigilant in the human behavior space, you know, and I'm also fascinated by people yep. and It's like a love hate thing. Like I love the human spirit. I love what we're capable of and and what we've achieved is humanity. But I hate a lot of the stupid shit we do to each other. And I don't know, I mean, I started started writing and then it's like you you create something, then you hand it over to these these parents that raise it up and it's like they're abusive parents and they fuck your kid up and that's not what I wanted. So I wanted to direct and I don't know, man, it's like, like, I just know how people are wired. And for me, it's like respect. Like, like I don't disrespect people. Like, I won't disrespect you as an actor or a human being. I'll fucking hurt you. Mm-hmm. I'll make you hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make you find pain. I'll make you find love. I'll make you find things that you didn't know and ha- you had inside of yourself, but I'll never disrespect the contents of your soul. You know? And I think that's like one of the reasons I survived so well where I have in all these fucked up environments is because I never, Judged or dis- I don't judge people, I don't disrespect people. And every human being is a universe. Every human being has a world inside of them and a story and value and truth. And if you can find that and I can connect with that and help you connect with that and then create an environment where it's safe for you to pull these things out of yourself and show people, like that's art. That's that's what it is right there. And this unbelievable like exploration
0: that you get people like I've been on that fucking journey with you. You feel like you 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 feel like you've done that with yourself. You feel like you you you, you...
1: I have lately like like my life has been it's crazy. You know, like like my life is a shit show. It's like it's a fucking tornado and and I just call it the vortex. And it's like my dad killed himself, you know, when I was like four years old, Christmas day in the fucking house, you know, Merry Christmas, like, and then shit got nuts after that, you know, and and so, like this life I have, you know, I was fucking passed around. I think I lived like twelve different places before I was twelve years old, like, like, like in fucking abuse and and horrific shit and and neglect, like you name it, over the top shit, right, and then I, oh, I can write, I have this, 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 this way I can express myself. Um, But, uh, you know, then then Hollywood happened and, you know, I'd like this, this super traditional marriage and kids, you know, for a long time. And that was how I identified myself. And then suddenly like, oh, I'm an A-list director. And I started to identify with that. And then like, like COVID hit, everything hit, culture stuff hit. Um, Hollywood kind of shut down. You know, the culture was reassessing like like people's positions and everything. And all the noise was taken away and then I was alone. And then the marriage ended, you know, and so like everything I identified myself with disappeared. So now I'm just like, who am I? Hmm. You know, and honestly, now it's like I ain't shit, you know, and it's like like I don't like getting compliments. I don't like people being so, you know, effusive about my work and yeah. stuff like that. Because I don't identify myself with that now, you know. I did before, and I kind of needed that and that ego armor. Yep, yep. And yep. and now it's just like like I just want to pay my fucking bills, man. <laughs> would
0: Would you describe that feeling as freeing? Is it scary? Like, how would you describe that feeling, of like letting go of all that shit?
1: Terrifying, and then freeing, and then terrifying. Um, but then the question is, who Who am I? Like, what am I? what am i it's like really the biggest question you know and and what kind of human being am i um so like i know i'm a storyteller i know i can change lives like um a good friend of mine sean who was like like in dev group was like downrange and 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 got lit up really bad and he shot like six or seven times right fucking thrashed he was basically done and depressed, lost, lost his best friend in the same incident. And, you know, told me about how during rehab, he's in a wheelchair. They took him to see Fury and he's sitting there in the wheelchair. And in Fury, something happened when he was watching that. That that was the moment he defined as the beginning of his road to recovery. Wow. And now the dude's like, you know, he got back into dove, went you know, back active duty, yeah. downrange, all that stuff, um, throw up plates lift weights all that but like some human decision something inside of him decided to come back from the dark place that he he was in and he fully attributes that to that collaborative creation that is fury and i, I hear stuff like that and it's it's like humbling like yeah. what you know and that's what i'm learning to respect and what i have to respect is there is something larger that can move through me but Cause your instinct is to push that shit away or to like not
0: feel. I mean, I think we're alike that way. I don't want to hear, you know, you know. Doesn't mean I'm like I suck. I, you know, I, I, I remember after one take on Fury coming back to you and being like, "I'm quitting, dude. I'm like leaving this whole foot." You're like, "Don't quit." That's all you said. You just said, "Don't quit," and that was like the, you know, I was like, "All right, fuck it," you know, because I just fucking hate myself so much when I'm I'm working. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm obviously, you know, like part of the process you you know especially in that movie was like you know talking about what happened with your dad and all and 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 and, and kind of going forward and then you know our own relationship to you, you know brad's character and all that but it's just like there you know I, I know you hate the fucking compliments man but that you know that, that script is just like the fucking greatest thing ever written dude and everybody who read it said that and it just <laughs> you know man like can you can you just talk a little bit about like, your family and your upbringing and 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 i know I, I you know and if you can't you can't but like yeah. you know i i know you spent some time and it's sort of near where i grew up and and uh, and you, i'm just really curious about how you like found your way to california which had such an imprint on you
1: it's nuts um i mean my family's from california originally like my mom went to ucla and all that stuff um but like it, it, my life makes no fucking sense. So like, I guess, you know, my dad was like a geologist and my mom was like an academic studying psychology. Um, and you know, he, he passed interesting thing. Like he lost his reputation, his career, his woman, like his life was systematically destroyed Hmm. to the point where he just, couldn't take it. He was like a rock star in the geological field and then got convinced to take over a project outside of his like expertise and then a bunch of corrupt ass shit was going on. Really? Like this is Mexico, you know. And I'm like like my family lived in Mexico in the beginning and like it's just makes no sense. They ended up like fleeing the country with the clothes on their back, you know. Um there's all this fraud and shit happening. Like, it's like deep stuff, you know. And I've seen these patterns in my life, these echoes, watching like institutional failures and how they destroy people and destroy families and all that. Like, but yeah, I ended up in foster care. Um, you know, that's fucked up. And then, uh, you know, like my mom is a deep cat, smartest person I know. Yeah. Um, but just like, you know, been married a bunch of times, like not a mother in the classic sense of the word, like not like fucking hug you, but like, here's some soul poison that may fuel you as an adult, you know? Thanks, mom. Um, But I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, When
0: you, with with what went down with your dad though, I mean like to do it kind of how he did it or when he did it. Forgive me, but there's some sort of like showmanship. There's some sort of like he made a, a point there, and oh yeah, and, and whatever that was. No, it's you cr- know. he
1: he he wrote like a 12 page suicide note, made copies, and hit them all over the fucking house, including taped well, tape tape one under the toilet tank, right? I never saw the note. I never saw what he got to said, which is really frustrating, you know. And everyone, I, I later in life, I reached out and met people that knew him. Everyone loved this guy. Like love this guy, you know, and but he just got destroyed by a system and by a woman, and and I, I took like a lot of lessons from that. Of like, I'm going to understand how fucking power works. I'm going to understand how the system works. I'm going to understand how people work. Um, it really put me in the defensive in a big way. But did
0: that start early on? I mean, did oh yeah, like yeah, I had to.
1: Like I was in foster care, man. Yeah. Like like I was I was always like the spare body in the corner, you know, that like somebody legally has to feed, I guess. Cause if I die, they'll get in trouble. But that was kind of like my childhood. It do you remember like,
0: your first feelings like having to leave home and like going into somebody else's that, do you remember? Do you oh remember yeah, home? I remember all of it.
1: How, did, like, what did that like, feel like? Very conscious. I don't know how to explain it, but I was always like stoic as fuck. It was almost like, like I was born and it's like, like this shit is going to be a motherfucker and it's going to get bad and worse and somehow i had that knowledge as a kid Hmm. you know Hmm. and i knew that like my lot in life wasn't going to be like other people i wasn't going to get like the love and the family and all this other shit, which i try to create later in life but yeah i would just like my mom was a piece of work she was like an entrepreneur she was like like really progressive for the times um but also like super connected like she knew like her her dad was like a, a colonel and, and military from a military family. And so she always knew how to manipulate the government side and get mm. in, in that world. And, you know, show me a bit of that. Um, she's wild. I guess she like in, in Vegas, she used to work at the casino, like okay. as a shill, like a beautiful woman, yeah. beautiful fucking woman. Yeah. Like, like, and I've just heard absolutely insane shit about her, but not a mother by any means.
0: And and did you guys stay kind of connected through jumping around from house to house in foster care? Would you go back with her for a time? I
1: ended up back with her and, you know, she got remarried and I was gonna say, the guy was like super fucking abusive. Like the first, I'm just gonna say it. Like the first time, I had an older sister who was like nine. He kind of took care of me until she punched out and arranged like living arrangements for herself, right? First time he met her, she was 14 He knocked her out just fucking knocked her out like like boom alcohol. you saw it no no but uh, it's it's just like like that's how people were treated right. as i was growing up you know and and so it's like you're not safe yeah these adults that are fucking psychotic and violent right so it's i've always been around violence i've always seen it um and then but like with my mom we ended up like, we moved all over the place. You know, Florida, Maryland, fucking Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, I ended up in Maryland and the East Coast. And, and I really started getting in trouble because um, I was, like, running the streets and going into D.C. And, you know, going to, like, Shady Grove and underground parties. And just, like, like I was a wild kid. I was, like, young as shit, too. Like, 13, 14. Yeah. And then I caught a case. Um, and my mom was broke. Like, we never had money, right? So, that's the other like I never had money growing up. Like so like she couldn't feed me. I was doing scams to eat, right? You know, little crimes and shit like that. And you know finally it was like I had to get out of there, you know, like like there's some real negative shit going on that she was trying to push me towards, you know, like dark. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And somehow I have like this survival mechanism where I always know when to get out, when to go, when to bail. And so I got out. Came, came to LA, cause my cousins lived there. Um, I said a California family, so came came back. And uh, that was like from minor league criminality to like graduate level.
0: Like yeah, cause I mean, where, where'd you wind up? Like where in the where Fucking
1: West Adams, South Central. Um, and this is the eighties. So it's like, you know. Can you come in speaking Spanish? Like you, no? Not really, no. Um, I've always been really good with fucking language and shit like that, but I coming to South Central, and I'm, I'm like the only white boy I'm in. Um, only white boy in my hood. And this is like, I mean, that's, I guess, where I really became who I am, you know, like. so? The basic survival pattern sort of congealed into like a sense of identity, you know? And that's the thing, like, I don't know who the fuck I am. Like, like, I don't know who I am anymore, you know? And I think about these things that I experienced as a kid or what I went through. And it's like, it's like unreal, right? But it's also normal, because it's what I lived. And mm-hmm. then I talk to people about it and start comparing notes, or you talk to like civilians, right? Like normal people. And they're just like, oh, <laughs> shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, like, it, it, it's like a dream. It doesn't make sense. You but know? like
0: this, flu- this like fucking fluency in, in, in like violence and, and pain and like understanding and also understanding, I mean, you were one of the people who really taught me that there's also like a real beauty. There's a fucking honesty in it, in no. violence. There's just no. like, and, and and somebody who, you know, I de- dealt with shit on my own in my own life, no. like how to kind of like take that and channel it and then put it into what we do is like kind of everything. And, and that's really changed my life in a big fucking way, the way that you, you for me, it was always like run away from it, like don't let people really know. And you were like, no, dude, like dive in, like dig I'll into it. that fucking moon, like go in there. And it. It. You, di- you didn't give, like, if you were down to take the ride with you, like, you <laughs> fucking dude. And, and uh, you have so much love for for Los Angeles. And you have, like, I remember one time, I mean, you just say these things that just stuck with me so much. But I remember one time, I think we were on, like, some fucking press tour, some bullshit. And you were just like, I mean, we were in, like, some hotel, you know, we we're like, in some hotel that, I mean, it's just like, you get tea in a fucking cup that like, you, you know, it's like a fucking car and it's like, you know, a butler's wiping your ass and shit. And you were like, yeah, I was like, so what are you gonna do next? And you were just like, I just gotta get back to the streets, man, figure out what the fuck is going on. And I was like, that's exactly right, man. Like, it so, so like, what, what what did you find in LA that you really responded to beyond like the chaos? Like what, what kind of love did you, cause I know you made like lifelong relationships yeah. there and you found like a family in the streets.
1: It was family, it was like, like all the shit that made me weird or would make people uncomfortable about me in regular life became like a superpower in the street right how so um being able to hang being able to like 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 the streets are fucking meritocracy right i don't care who you say you are that's right they're gonna break you down and show you who you are real fast right and you know, I'm hanging out with these people. It's funny, like I'm, I'm 15 years old and I'm in, in this club called the Press Club, which doesn't exist anymore because they put the uh, convention center, they tore it down and put the convention center there like on Pico. And and so like Pico, like Pico and Olympic was like crazy back in the day. It was like 18th Street controlled it and they ran prostitution out of there and you go by the hotels and you see all the homies and the hinas and everything and it was just crazy. And so we'd go over there and drink go to this place i'm 15 years old i'm sitting in a strip club drinking beer with the homies and it never occurred to me like why is why am i being served at 15 in a fucking strip club Mm -hmm. you know or i'd go to a neighborhood restaurant and like the owners are like bending over backwards to give you a fucking drink right and i just it's like like i was kind of like i never put it together of like what's really happening here but like you start to go through these situations and it's like, oh, it's the LAPD, here comes a fucking cops to jam us, right? What happens if you fucking press the cops, right? So like, you know, normal civilian world, you don't do that yeah. or, or, you know, things don't happen, <laughs> yeah. but, right? But on the streets, it's like, all right, two cops, six of us, every one of these motherfuckers will fight. Yeah, Some dudes may have things that, that are worth fighting for that they don't want the cops to have, you know? how does this unfold now you know what's the fucking psychology here you know and then you you see that moment where you see like the fear in the cop's eyes and it's like all right we got this got him yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) fuck yeah Yeah, you know like and you you start to savor these encounters you know and and it was just like i was like crazy dave crave (laughs) right that was like my name crave so I was fucking crazy. And, and you, you, there's always like the crazy guy, and I guess that was me. Like, you always had that reputation. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, I was just into stupid shit. Like, there's a lot going on, you know, like a lot of weapons, a lot of death, a lot of power, um, you know. And I saw the transition from like crack. When, when freebasing, like people would freebase, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the alcohol and the fucking clip and the cotton swab, and that's how people were doing it, right? For a minute. And then I remember when crack hit. Yeah, and, and totally different. It was like, like oh shit, microwave baking soda, fucking rock it up. Do-do-do-do-do. Overnight, it changed everything. And one of the first crack houses in LA was like on my block. Hmm. Like on my fucking block, right? And it's like they would come through it was like like my neighborhood was like rolling 20s bloods and and so like i had the freeway rick connection and all that shit so there's like kilos coming into my fucking neighborhood and the key was like 14k and everyone was just trying to get 14 grand together because you could yeah. flip it for 60 straight up man. fucking it was like in the neighborhood started out like we would play football with other neighborhoods and and so like we came up with like 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 Mara Sabatrusha. Like I used to hang out with MS. Yeah. Like, but they were like stoners back in the day. Yeah. They had like fucking long hair and would wear like ACDC shirts and jeans and chucks. Like it was such a different vibe. But because I was close to MacArthur Park where they all started, and I was like a house painter, right? So I was always working with them and working with people and in this world. And then the violence hit and it just went like cartoon level violence overnight. And the streets flipped from like it was like the old heads and, you know, like oh, guys that played football in high school and just right. like shit like that, to suddenly like the killers ran it, yeah. right? So in my neighborhood, there was like some kid who was like fucking 15 or something, and and suddenly he was the guy because he was just killing everyone. He down for it, yeah. Killing fucking everybody. And, and, and that's that violence piece and that language of violence. So it's like, okay, so if you can just fucking kill people and you don't have that conscious thing going on, oh, you're gonna run the fucking deck. You know, what's that look like? And for you at that point,
0: you you had been around, you'd seen all kinds of violence. You've seen probably one of the most violent acts you could with your pops, you've seen that. But what about your own sort of like bursting through the bubble of perpetrating it yourself and getting your hands dirty. I mean, what was your relationship with that? And, and was that hard for you? Cause I, I, we talk about a lot on here, just like how mm-hmm. a lot of that starts. I know for me, it started a lot in like fear and shame, like yeah. guy punks you or you get your ass beat, you get jumped or something. And then you're like, you sit there and like at night, you're like, fuck, I should have done this or fuck I should have done that. And then you do, it, but then you start breaking through that membrane and you start perpetrating it yourself. Yeah. And then you kind of become the monster a little bit. And you become that guy. Yeah. Did you have a similar journey? Do you remember like one of your first sort of like real encounters with violence that you had to perpetrate?
1: Yeah, it was, it's, it was a hash, it was a hat. Like when I was 17, this dude got shot across the street from me at my house and like, I don't know, I was, I was feeling like a good Samaritan or something and I like fucking gave him CPR. You know, and the dude like died, I was like 17. The dude fucking threw up all over me and was throwing up blood clots and shit. And I was like, watched this guy die. It's was just like, okay. Did See, you know him? No, no. He was from East LA. Like our issue was like, like South Central and East LA were like fucking, yeah. Like, and, and this was a different world then. I was like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from nowhere. Fuck you, boom. Like, <laughs> I dated girls in East LA too, man. I've been taking the bus there. Wow. Like, like fucking, I dated this black girl in South Central, like Compton, and I was taking like the Vermont line at fucking midnight to go hang out with her and stuff. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I went everywhere. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard, like, like, because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I see things and i have like, like, for me, it's just memories, right? So like, walking to Vermont to go to work. And like, there's this bar in my neighborhood, Mr. X's bar, which is like where all the homies would hang out. And in front of Mr. X's like, there's fucking blood, just all over the sidewalk and blood clots and shit and just like nasty yellow fucking clots. And I'm like, I got to go to work and I'm just stepping over the blood like nothing, you yeah. know. And that was like normal. That was mm-hmm. like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Like like gunfire? Holy fuck. Every night there's gunshots. But not like fucking oh someone shot a gun, but like bam 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 bam, bam boom 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 fights. Yeah. Like like yeah, gunfighting every night was it was normal. Like it's crazy what becomes normal. That's it's crazy.
0: Yeah. 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 And 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 at that point like when did you meet uh Richard? Like when when was it all in that in that period? No, it was
1: a little bit after. Okay. Like High School World was a shit show. I dropped out. um, I was on L.A. County probation all through high school. So like I had to take the bus down to Crenshaw Exposition. Uh And I had like the gang lady PO. So she was like all harsh on me. and I don't know why I had the gang lady PO. Because I was very innocent and didn't do shit. (laughs) And it was like. Like. Like only white boy on the fucking bus. RTD back then. She was like 50 cents or something. You know. And it was just like to be able to fit into that environment and be comfortable and navigate it and not get pressed like yeah just to learn that energy
0: can you just like can you can you describe it a little bit like can you it, it, I mean I I, I I really feel like I understand what you're saying and I and, and and being in in those in those situations um it never really ends right like it's not like it's like from place to place it's not like you can be like oh I don't need to deal with this anymore no, it's like it's a constant it's a constant constant, constant navigation like, and
1: like um, it's like an an energy thing. Either you belong or you don't. That's Either it. you're comfortable or you're not. Yeah. And like growing up, it was always like people of color adopted me. Like 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 black families, Mexican families took me in, fed me, took care of me. You know, so it's very comfortable in those spaces.
0: And, and probably not as comfortable with white folks. No, yeah.
1: which is crazy. Yeah. Like like I remember at boot camp. Um, I was looking around and I'm like, look at all these fucking white people. Right. Like, right. what the hell is happening? Who are you? Well, what spaces are you comfortable being in, you know? And then, and then like, I just really have always connected with like heavy people, like fucking killers. Like I've people always- People have been through it. People have been through it. What, 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 why, why the military? What, like what, how did that come about? Uh, like my grandfather, retired officer, other grandfather, retired officer, you know, one was army, one was Navy submarines. Um, I've always been drawn to that um, world you know, through family stuff, but like growing up in high school, I'm like, maybe I graduate, maybe I don't, I didn't, but I'll join the military and I'll get fucking killed and I'll die young and problem solved, right? Like I never thought I would live. I never thought I'd live really past eighteen. So, you know, like that was kind of my mindset. Um And then, yeah, I got in it and I did really well. And then I kind of got my heart broken. How so? I was too idealistic. I was looking for the perfect home and I found it for a second. Um, And it was like very different world, Cold War world, very intense, you know, I was on a nuclear submarine, Um, different culture back then, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, there's a lot I won't say uh, but it was fucked up. Like it put me in some dilemmas, you know? And, and you know, I thought I was gonna do it my whole life and ended up getting out.
0: Like, how did you go? I mean, we, we talked a lot, obviously making a movie about like going through fucking war in a tin box and like the the, the similarities to Submarine, like wh- why that, like why, were, why do you think you were drawn for that? How, how what's the process like to become, to, to go towards a submarine, like what's that training like? Like what, what
1: can you tell us about that? I mean, it's intense, What it's, it's a weird job because you're locked in a tube and everything can kill you and it's a nuclear reactor and you know, tons of explosives and you know, like a hydraulic header, 3000 PSI hydraulic header, if it blows a leak it'll, and you walk past it, if it blows a leak it'll instantly fill the submarine with a high explosive gas mixture, right? Like, and then the submarine can explode from a spark. Like like everything can kill you. Every you're always on alert. You're always in danger. I just like that. I like that. Was that know? common among guys who 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 flock towards that? Yeah, it's a volunteer. You got a double volunteer. Like in sub school, they put you in a steel tube, light a fire, put you in firefighter gear and turnouts and everything. And it's like smoke, you can't see shit. And so if you can't handle that, then you probably don't want to be in a submarine. So they do things to kind of make sure, you know.
0: But like, what do you remember the first image? Like, what was the first thing he was like, yeah, I want to be in a fucking tube underwater. Like, why, Like, was it just like, that's dangerous as fuck. I want to go there. Or was just, it like, I'm just
1: drawn to it. Like, like, you know, my grandfather did it all through World War Two. you know, but it's just, and, and, and it was also kind of like um, real. You know, so you can join the military and end up with a lot of bullshit jobs. Like, oh, we're cruising around the Indian Ocean on, you know, an auxiliary. Exciting. Um, Like the shit we did, we were in it. We were in it. And I got to see, like, how the world works firsthand. Got to see, like, the game. Got to see – and it's funny coming to it with a street kind of mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Why? then, then you so? see, like, oh, shit. This is just big homie shit now. And they're just, just pressing yeah. and peeping and sure. – and, you know, ready to throw down if they have to. So it was just like seeing politics work on a larger scale scale, like the the, the culture of violence and use of violence and management of violence and threat of violence uh, nation state level. And and like
0: do you do you have like art at this point in your life, like any like artistic aspirations or like did you write, did you like fucking journal? Like were you were you an avid reader?
1: I like, always read. Always read. Always read A lot, a lot, a lot. That was always my escape. And then um, I could always write. So like in high school, I'd like write one thing in the beginning of the year and they'd leave me alone and give me my C, you know. And and then in the Navy, I started... Why do you think that that just was natural? Natural. God-given talent.
0: And and creative or just like essays or, or, or... Name it. Yeah.
1: Name it. Did you well, ever
0: like, write creatively for yourself or for other people?
1: Minimally, and yeah. then like I, d- I did the Navy, I started journaling, um, there, was, there was a lot to process. Like it's so funny, cause like like now in hindsight, it's like, yeah, I went through the ringer, It's so much shit I was trying to process and didn't even know how, yeah. and didn't even know was abnormal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was, it was once I got out that I really started writing, like almost immediately. I wrote my first script the second I got out, like on a typewriter. Damn. And what was that script? That was about the Navy. It was shitty, but it got me meetings. <laughs> so,
0: so, so, <laughs> so, and why you were in, were you like, I'm going to make a movie about this? No. Were you like, I'm no. going to write a movie about this or no? No. But like, why, why a script? You were just like, I mean, when did that aspiration?
1: Uh, uh, well, I mean, I had a roommate uh, who was like trying to be a screenwriter and, and it was also like, Grown up in LA, there's always like, like, oh Hollywood, you know, can you make it in Hollywood and stuff? Like this weird industry over there, you can make money if you can get into that. Um, but I, I was an electrician. After I got out, I wired this guy's house up. Um, this guy was a screenwriter, Wesley Strick, and told him C stories. And he's like, write a script. And I ended up living in this guy's house and wrote wrote my first script. You know, and I just kept at it. I kept at it. I kept getting rejected. And then finally a road training day, you know,
0: <laughs> like. <laughs> and, and I mean, can, can, were you aware of the uniqueness of your perspective?
1: No, it's just shame to the Ashamed of it. Of it. Yeah, because yeah. there's no one I could share it with. Like, you know, a lot of my life or a lot of my personality, I could really only be myself around like homies, you know, people from the hood. Um, you know, as you always. still feel that way? I feel. When I'm hanging out in those spaces, I feel very at home. Yeah. I feel very at home. Yeah. And it was so funny because like I, I was like trying to be the white boy for Hollywood for so long. Yeah. And I'd go to these meetings and it's like, oh fuck, how do I dress? What do yeah. I say? Yeah. You know, like I'm gonna talk different. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, like I was trying to be like them, yeah. you know. And
0: what a fucking it was like we it's what a fucking dumb, dumb idea, dude. Never oh my works. God.
1: It, that's 100%. what I've learned. It's like authenticity, you know, and can you be around people that see you and can you allow yourself to be seen, you know? Um, it's, it's deep.
0: Dude, so, I mean, like I've heard you, can you just tell the, the, the story about uh, about training day and first of all, like how that story <laughs> came to you and then <laughs> what that's like and where you were when you found out that oh, it sold man. and all that shit.
1: I mean, I, I had been writing scripts um, nothing had really sold and I kept getting rejected. And I was writing- Did you think you were good? <sighs> I knew I was as good as stuff that was selling. Yep. So I would read shit and be like, oh, I can do that. Yep. Um, but I, I, I was getting these projects rejected. And so I decided to write like something I knew they would reject so I could be free, free to write it. Instead of like, I'm gonna write into this box I think you'll buy. Right. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna tell a story and you know i wrote it i started writing it in like 95 or 96 right and this is like five six years before rampart and because i was was hanging out in the streets and i lived at echo park at the time and i was always like in it i was always in south Central, always in the hood like just in it in it and looking for trouble and you know, you're hanging out and you start hearing the stories and you hear the same stories and it's like, all right, this is crew of LAPD and they're jacking people and this and that. And the truth of it, so much beyond what anybody knows, yeah. like like the department did such an amazing <laughs> job of like, like a magic trick. Right. It's really about this, this is, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> when it was just like the beast, yeah. it's just the beast, they're smashing, dude. And the shit they're up to, yeah. fucking cop car, police uniform, police radio. Now, now you're gonna go smashing the homies doing your own thing, you know? Now you're a Transformer, right? <laughs> Which on the streets is the best thing, right. right? Like I was a Transformer, I was like a Decepticon. Hi, yeah. I'm a white boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 they, yeah, and I just kept hearing these stories. So, you know, I just started writing it down and, and creating, finding the truth around that. And then I based on you know Denzel's character on my homie's dad on Richard's dad, it's basically Richard's dad, right? Who's like this retired, uh, medically retired Marine, Vietnam vet, um, but like super high power street guy with like just street knowledge, like that pimpnosis, you know, like like a really good street guy has an ability to almost create a magic field around them. And get you believing anything, you know, in the way they talk and the tales, and they understand like fucking, you know, the tap you on the knee when they're talking and get that hypnotic thing going, you know, and like this guy was all that man. He was he was like, he told like it was a fucked up story, but he talked a guy into like killing himself, like he just got on this one dude's head so bad that that the guy ran into the bathroom, pulled his watch off, and tried to cut his wrist. Like like that's the like psychology and the power of psychology and that dark street psychology when you understand that shit and you're able to play with it yeah man god bless and so like i just threw that character into that arena wrote the script nobody bought it so that's not how cops are And the whole police genre was dead, like cheesy, cheesy cop movies. They were just dead. Yeah, like, what like,
0: is it? What's, what, what, what are cop movies at yeah. that time?
1: Yeah, they're just like, like really bad, Yeah, really soulless. And yeah, I mean, it's funny because that script became my calling card script and got me work. It was originally, you know, a different director. There's going to be a Matt Damon, Sam Jackson version. Like, like, it just goes through all these iterations, you know? And then, um you know, Denzel jumped on it to his credit. And then, um, you know, the producer was like, do an option, you know, where they give you like so much money against the sale price, right? And I told him, and I was, I didn't have a refrigerator, I didn't have a mattress, you know, I was living in Echo Park, like- You were know, living with Richard? No, 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 I was, I was alone at the time, like when when, when this went down and then um, I'm like, I don't want an option if you don't trust me on my handshake you don't want to be in business with me and that was the smartest move I did cuz I ended up selling it for like a million dollars you know and and I ended up getting made.
0: what's it, what, what when you get when you get that
1: news i mean what is that what is that what is that like for you it's not I, real yeah you know like like i remember like i used to be poor man you know i told you i grew up poor like i know hunger i grew up hungry i know what that is and And then like, when I was like starving artist, like I remember one time I bought fucking jars of spaghetti sauce and I'm coming home from the store and the bag ripped and they both broke. And I I almost cried. I'm sitting there looking at my spaghetti sauce on the sidewalk, like almost in freaking tears. Cause that was my money. I had no money, dude. Like, like, man. And when I started getting money writing and stuff, I just would have the checks sitting there, like $350,000 checks just stacked. On my tv because i didn't know what to do with them yeah, right yeah, yeah. and like i deposit one in the bank and then all of a sudden the bank's like calling me this guy's all calling me nice from the bank right like, what is this you know like yeah. there's this whole new world when you have money who knew right <laughs> and then like i got an accountant and he's like so you know you haven't filed tax returns for the past seven years it's like so <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the man up in my business. Right, right, straight up. <laughs> just sitting on my TV, bro. Yeah. yeah. For me, that's always like the watermark. Like, yeah. like, uh, like if, if you have a period in life where you ain't been filing taxes, <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> we, we good, we yeah, know yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> See, yeah, 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 it's yeah. all good. Yeah. But it's just this world, you know, this whole new world opened up to me. And yeah, it was, it was schizophrenic because like I'd be in the streets, I'd be in Hollywood, I'd be doing this, doing that, and then trying to pretend I'm not doing nothing. So what,
0: what do you think like, I mean, th- through that time of bouncing back and forth, at some point you get the bug of being like, I want to make this shit myself. Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, what was the experience like? I mean, was, was there any like big purpose with like what, what you wanted out of your art or, or the possibilities that you saw? Not like financial possibilities, but to be able to tell certain stories it's or- It's
1: the corporate map of the human soul, man. It's like the disconnect because like I'd seen all this shit happen with human beings and I had a personal understanding the lived experience of 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 what people are right and I felt like my version was more profound because I can I'm I'm comfortable looking at the whole animal I'm comfortable with the darkness and comfortable with the light if the light you know comes out of incredible darkness and pain and agony isn't it that much brighter you know yeah. And you, I feel like everyone's trying to diminish what we are and what we're capable of, you know. And it's like, like kill spirituality, kill the spirit, turn us into just atomized, tribalized, hateful fucking atoms, fragments. That's what humanity is being turned into. And, and for me, it's like I've seen miracles. I've seen human miracles. I've seen the human heart. I've seen power. I've seen death. I've seen life. I've seen birth. Like... There's so much in us and nobody wants to talk about that anymore, you know? And, and it's like like with Training Day, it was kind of simple. It was like, what happens when you put the devil and an angel in a cop car it was kind of the basic idea. And then then the real thesis I was kind of answering was in a corrupt world, what happens when one man says no? You know? And it's like the big moment in Training Day that like, if you're really fucking hood and and you live that life, you you may see it. But Denzel's like a thousand miles ahead of this guy all day long. Right. Mm -hmm. For the most part Mm -hmm. of Ethan. And then later on towards the end of it, you know, they're talking and then he finds out that Ethan's parents were fucking heroin addicts. Right. Which means he was on game as a kid, saw that whole life and had this whole level of understanding. That Alonso didn't know he had. He didn't see it coming. He yeah. didn't see it coming. That's right. Yeah, and and that's how this kid was able to fucking outmaneuver him, because he just that point in people's lives where you have the power, you have the control, you get fucking lazy and you stop seeing the person in front of you. So this dude who had all this commanding power over the whole world couldn't see the person sitting next to him, and that yeah. brought him down. Yeah. Yeah. Basic.
0: What was that? I mean, what was that like to see that fucking thing get made? Then I mean, were you like? Did you have, did did you, did you like it? Like, did you, did you have an opinion on it?
1: Yeah, it was a trip, dude. It was like, um, I was a co-producer on it and I was, I was there. Like I was just, I was wild at the time. And, and my problem is I didn't really understand how to interface with Hollywood, you know? And, and like, People saw me as fucking wild. Yeah, you know, I'd show I know up with like, black eyes, dude. Yeah, I'd show yeah. up to set with like two black <laughs> eyes from the weekend, <laughs> you know, from getting into God knows what. Yeah. Like like I was wild. And, and and me and Bone went and uh you know went to Athens Park, sat down, met with the big homie, and it was like, hey, this is what we want to do. Woo woo woo. Can we shoot here? Like no one had ever done that. No one had ever filmed in these neighborhoods, you know? And so we went went to all the shot callers in all the different hoods getting permission, you know? And it's like, okay, cool. Hey, extra meals at catering. I need you to hire this many homies to security, you know, put this dude in the movie, like, like you kind of negotiate it. We want to know who the cops are on set, you know? Um, you know, we just we just need to know who's where and what's going on and how we do our business and,
0: and 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 because you knew that you needed to make a certain kind of film in a certain kind of way, telling a certain kind of truth.
1: It's it's you can't do it it's without cheesy that. otherwise. That's right. You know, like, like some fucking actor. Like come the in other and be like, big gang movie was like Colors, yeah. and and Colors like gets the cop stuff right, but the gang stuff feels cheesy. You know, and it's it's that thing where it's hard to explain, like. When you're in the streets or you know you're in, like you could see someone and read their energy right and oh that, that dude's a fucking player all right and and then you watch a movie and it's like they don't have the gravitas they don't have the reality right. of it and and you can't fake that energy it was it was it was a wild time um yeah, it, was, it was a trip like there you know and then sometimes there'd be politics and then you, sure. know, you get sucked into that and you're trying to clean that up yep. and like we're shooting over here and you know, because like like the Hollywood people, like gun comes out, someone starts blasting, everyone fucking freaks out. Right, right, right. But it's
0: but like you know, you you to to to, to the same extent that that you are so committed to to, to the vets and World War II. I mean, it's like yeah, man. It's like if we're gonna make this, we're gonna ask permission, we're gonna do it with respect, we're gonna it's, tell the truth, we're gonna like ha- we're, we're gonna bring them in. That's
1: sacred. Truth. What's what are the human stories? You know. So it's like like, am I a thief? Am I t- stealing stories? Am I taking stories that aren't mine to tell? Like, like what what do we share? What do we not share? What, what's my responsibility, you know? So like, if I'm making a movie about hood rat shit, yeah, I gotta get in there and I gotta talk to people, you know, and I gotta be respectful. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, like, even if you're a street guy, right? You have a hierarchy, you, you're connected to an organization, it is what it is there's rules it's worse than the military yeah you know god forbid you lose money yeah. you know um you get caught up in the politics like like hey man no i know you got the kid and, and you've been with your lady now but we got to go handle this thing oh shit is at the end of my life as i know it you yeah. know and and people are in these lives and and you know i got like like relatives in prison people you know i know people in prison you get caught up in the life you get the case and that's it and that's murder she wrote and they're not props they're not tools to be used they're not something to extract value from right, right. you know right and so if i'm telling your story as a matter of respect i got to get it right man yeah. yeah yeah like and and like compare that just
0: like that 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 inherent that inherent thing that you, you, that you, that's just part of you. And there's no fucking choice. Like you, no. you, you're doing it that way. It's processed. But now you're in a world that's all about sort of like the optics of that. Now you're in a world that's all about like, you know, dotting the I's and checking well, the T's. okay. So
1: now, oh, okay. Now we're doing rehearsals and, and I have actors with me. And, you know, we start getting heavy and talking about your past and this and that. And then, you know, what if someone feels like I've encroached on a boundary, right? right? And then. <laughs> now they're uncomfortable and now it's like okay so and then especially now where it's like i'm a white boy man i'm like i'm the fucking toxic residue of history man i'm like (laughs) i'm like the progenitor of evil in the world man like like and that's what people see when they see my skin you know and it's such a trip because i grew up as like like the only white boy right and and like people of color spaces right? right right and and i you catch shit for it at first, and then it's like, yeah, oh, whatever. All right, you're fucked. You're like the rest of us. Cool, you yeah. know. <laughs> and then, and then now it's like, okay, what, what does that mean? What, what are my responsibilities? You know, what are my responsibilities as, as a storyteller in this culture? You know and again it gets to, what am i allowed to say what am i not allowed to say because
0: there right? sure should have been plenty of fucking people who did look at these folks as as fucking props to extract yeah. their stories hey we're telling us to portray you never have a conversation never be yep. in someone's house never be in their yeah. churches and their right and it's like yeah. but you but how does it feel being somebody who just did that shit naturally not like on your soapbox hey look how great i am you just wouldn't do it any other it's fucking just, way cuz you give a fuck you I care about your art i
1: wouldn't know how to do it like like I know the spaces I'm comfortable in and I like to be those spaces and I like to share those spaces so like the first movie I directed was like Harsh Times with Christian Bale and um and so like I took him around to the neighborhoods and how to meet people and how to meet homies and how to meet like different like families you know you know like oh what's it like to sit down with a family and have dinner in East LA you know like what's that vibe like what's a table conversation um I had to meet like dudes that he would have grown up with like like us oh, fucking you know Vietnam veteran you know who's super big into like um you know, the recovery piece and PTSD at the cutting edge of it and you could talk all that stuff mm. you know and and you hear his stories and it's like like this is someone you would have grown up with and someone who whose energy you would have wanted to match you know and and so like for actors, a lot of what I do is getting them in the real spaces so they can see the behavior and scan it you know. 'Cause I know I know you guys are like little Xerox machines. You're fucking watching everything, man. You're like worse than kids, you know? It's like fucking you see everything. So if I can put you in these spaces and you can feel that energy and that human connection, that's priceless, man. And Fuck now yeah. you can do your job better. You yep. know?
0: And and did you know Christian? Like, did you know he, I mean, he's like yeah. built for that shit. He's like, like and, and yeah. you, did you know that off the jump? Is that yeah. why you wanted him? Yeah. But I mean, a big part of it, I imagine too, is having Christian around you and seeing the way you roll and the way you live in the hood and how you handle yeah. yourself, being around Richard. I mean, cause isn't like blue and like all those guys yeah. are in the, movie, yeah, right? in the movie, the old and,
1: homies. And, and, <laughs>
0: and uh, like, clearly you can fucking write. You write like this fucking amazing fucking thing. What makes you say, Hey, I can go make this movie. And then, like you, like leverage yeah. your house on it, like yeah. like making the decisions. I did, did a
1: music video first, so I had these homies with a band, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pay to do a music video. I'm gonna see what it's like to control a set, even if I vibe it at all. But why like. did
0: you want? What was it? What What, what
1: was the first like? What a lot of it was training day, just seeing training day and, and the process and how it unfolded, and seeing the department heads and seeing what exactly a director does. Was there things you that know? you thought
0: didn't work or could have worked better, or was there things where you were like, I could fucking do, or I. could bring something not to shit on that because it's a masterpiece but like right but Um, it's like was there anything you were like fuck dude my style you always see it
1: as a writer like someone who created that you always see it a bit different you know so it it was different and i love the vision and i love what the movie became and it had to become that but part of me was like all right i want to do this i want to do this which was crazy because you know i didn't a high school dropout man like like um, and so I wrote Harsh Times. Actually, I wrote training to direct myself, and then and then once that started unspooling the way it went, I wrote Harsh Times. Okay, I'm going to direct this. And yeah, I mortgaged my house. It was like like I put everything I had into that, and then I just went for it. Um, yeah, it was terrifying a bit, terrifying a bit. Um, but I loved working with actors, like it's that that, that collaborative thing. And, and for me, it's like we're all in it together. And I think like Hollywood can be super classist, like um, and dudes show up and they're so about their ego and their identity, and I'm the director, I'm the producer, and that's their armor and that identity of who they are. Um, and then if that's how you're rolling, you can't let anyone see behind the curtain. You can't let, let anyone see the magic trick, you know? And so for me, it's, it's a collaborative process. And the most important thing are the actors, Hey, ain't my face up there. Um, and yeah, I just fell in love with, with that process and hunting truth. Like it's like a team of people together hunting truth. Okay. The fuck, what's better than that? <laughs> you know? yeah. We create our own reality, you know, and so what is the co-created reality on that set? And then how do you get there? Like, you know, I mean, that's, that's my whole world now. It's like, as a country, we don't really have a co-created reality anymore. How, how do you mean? The mythopedic reality, the United States. What is the United States? Was it a corporate endeavor for the monetization of enslaved people from the get, and that's all it ever was? Was it people seeking freedom from tyranny and against the crown and all that? Like, like, what is our story as a people? Are, are we a good people? Are we a bad people? Are we a bad nation, right? And so when you don't even know what is the common reality that we share? what What is the space that we are creating together? that's a huge fucking opportunity for the predators to come in and just tear the ass out of okay. everything. Yeah. Like again, which is also an exercise of violence and control and power and and if you understand that language, shit's real clear, right? Like like it's beautiful the way you have to admire a shark, you know, the construction of it and that that speed and everything and how it hunts. The same things happening in our world now. Like so just find find truth within that. I think that's all we can do now: is surround ourselves with truth, create safe opportunities for it, and then just f- explore,
0: like get in it. After you get done with with with, with harsh times, are you like, all right, f- you're you're full on. You're like, yeah. this this is what I'm fucking doing yeah. now, right?
1: Yeah. It was it was it was a horrific experience, and it was hard, and I didn't understand it, and I didn't know what the job was, but I knew I had to keep doing it. Yeah. You know yeah. and. And then just, yeah, a lot of it was like, who am I? What's my role in this thing? You know, Um, like, yeah, Hollywood's awful, man. Because it's like, if you have, like, I'm fucked up, you know, a fucked up life, you know, of like, like all my issues, psychologically, personality wise, whatever that I'm working through as a storyteller, as a father, as a friend, all that stuff. Um, And then you get into an industry which is going to feed your worst solutions to your personality. <laughs> <laughs> this business is so dark, man. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's pimpnosis. It's a pimp game, right? And, and, and in Hollywood, they keep all the talent apart. God forbid two directors ever talk. Yeah. God yeah. forbid the director gets alone in the room with the writer. It's all about gatekeeping, it's all about control, it's all about atomizing people, you know? And then when people come together and bring truth, it, it just blows the doors off of that.
0: That's like the one thing they can't t- fucking take away. It's,
1: it's, it's happening. Can... And and I feel like the knowledge or the ability to find that truth is is disappearing, you know? And the craft and the magic of filmmaking is, is dying a thousand percent. What's the biggest enemy? <sighs> Corporate, industrialized, production and post production processes. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have an entity that's taken over most of the film and television production, right? And that entity from Silicon Valley, right? So they already, there's like a certain way to view processes, right? And we got to get these costs under control. These fucking creative people are making these crazy decisions. We got to get that under control. Great, okay, well now the post person's gonna dictate camera, pipeline, processing, look production person's gonna dictate lighting package how you light the set the time the scheduling right oh shit we don't have time all right just put a stick a top light up there and then just do a front fill and we'll knock out three setups in this great like nobody cares anymore like like the the effort it takes for like movie magic like the little box of movie magic and you sprinkle it and all that that's time. That's money. That's a good crew. That's a crew that cares. Crazy commitment. Crazy all commitment yeah. from your fucking soul, and all that's been ripped apart. Now it's just like stamping widgets out, and you have people growing up in this culture who have no idea what real filmmaking is. Yeah. What
0: about what real film is? Like, do you feel like the audience hunger for like, for do you, do you feel like the the hunger is still there? The hunger Thousand for percent. great movies. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and 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 people don't want art delivered to them in, in 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 sort of like, well, this is art for these kinds of people, this is art for these kinds of people, art, but that's awesome. Art's,
1: also- art's a funny word, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I have no fucking illusions what we're doing. It is for-profit corporate speech. It's a product. It is for-profit corporate speech. That's That's what we're doing, right? That's the mission, that's the exercise. And these people over here, this investment fund or this line of credit that the studio has, They want to see returns on their money. How do you get those returns? Well, there's casting. You cast somebody. There's like a matrix. There's like paperwork on you guys, right? So I can look up your Q score. I can look up how much uh, your movie's gonna sell in the UK or English speaking territories or, you know, in the Francophone territories. Dude, right? I
0: crush in Bangladesh. I got like thirteen Bangladeshi kids, bro.
1: But that's you know that's it. It's all micro targeted now. And so like just how even a movie's engineered. And they're so disingenuous too, because at the end of the day, like even a studio, everything's already pre-financed, right? They got letters of credit, they got this, they got that. They're throwing up a few million in cap funding or something, right? It's so risk averse, it's ridiculous.
0: What's your biggest What's your biggest heartbreak in, 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 in the film industry? What's the thing that's hurt the most?
1: All right, so Hollywood, I tell people, is like watching someone you love get fucked by someone you hate. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there's a couple of them i mean uh you know the, the big one is like suicide squad that shit that shit broke me that handed me my ass how so uh come right off fury right had had the town in my hand could have done anything and i did do anything and you know go on this journey with it and the same thing like like authentic truthful let's do all the rehearsal let's really get in each other's souls let's create this amazing collaborative thing right and then i dropped my director cut you know your 10 week assembly it's a fucking assembly at 10 weeks for a movie that big come on you know and deadpool opened right and then they never tested Batman versus Superman. So so they put the movie out there and they never did a test. And they, they f- were expecting a different result and then they got hammered by all the critics. And then it's like, okay, we're going to turn David Ayer's dark, soulful movie into a fucking comedy now. <laughs> I became the bad guy narratively Oh, he's a tough director. He's hard to work with, or this, or that, right?
0: Because and as he, they're fucking you, you were like, "Stop fucking." Yeah,
1: me. and as in the but the producers themselves are like, like producer, studio people, executives. I'm not calling anybody out because we're all like at the end of the day, like it's fucking business, right? Yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, but the narrative that like, oh, I'm a hard, I'm hard to work with, and I'm the problem, only puts more value and equity in their career and and that's kind of like what my path has been like i wrote the first fast and furious man when i when i got that script that shit was set in new york it was all italian kids right i went to stuber scott stuber who ran um was was running uh universal at the time who hired me i'm like bro i'm not going to take it unless i can set it in la and make it look like the people i know in la right so then i started like writing in uh, people of color and writing in the street stuff and writing in the culture and and no one knew shit about street racing at the time and I went to like a shop in the valley met with like the first guys that were doing the hacking of the fuel curves for the injectors and stuff like that and they had just figured it out and they're showing and I'm like oh fuck you, I'm gonna put that in the movie you okay. know like it's what you do man and and biggest franchise in Hollywood I don't have any of it I don't have fuck oh really I got nothing to show for it nothing because of the way the business works, yeah. right? And the narrative is, I didn't do shit, right? So it's like people hijack narratives, control narratives, create narratives to empower themselves, right? And, and because I was always an outsider and because like, like, I don't go to the fucking parties, right? I yeah. don't go to <laughs> the meals, I don't yeah. do any of yeah. that stuff. Yeah the people that did were able to control and manage narratives because they're socializing that part of the problem. I was never socializing that part of the problem. So I was always like "Like the dark creative dude, beware, yeah. you know? And, and now it's like, okay, great. Fuck all the middlemen, right? I get it, it's up to me. I gotta self-rescue, right? I can fucking whine about getting shot at and all the rounds I've taken over my career. I got to self-rescue and I got to create an ecology where it's safe for me to be creative, and yeah. that's it. And that's what I'm doing. How now. do you do that? Access to money, people, access to decision makers. Um, there's so many layers of decision makers. Who has the actual green light authority, right? How do you get a relationship with someone with that authority? Do Do
0: you feel like there's people out there that are that that, that recognize what's handful, fucking good? handful Yeah. yeah. Handful yeah. Yeah.
1: because I, I think everybody recognizes what's good, but your ability to execute something good is not really there. But you come
0: out, like, you, you do harsh times, at end of watch, and fear, like, what the fuck is anybody gonna, like, how are these people taking your movie away from you? Like, like how... how it's it,
1: their movie.
0: Yeah, but 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 somebody somebody knows what, what, what the real score is there.
1: But it, it's like, they never tested my cut. And the thing is, I have it. I, fucking have a copy of it right and if i didn't oh my god because everyone i've shown the cut has the same reaction rage yeah like this is the movie we wanted why didn't we get this wow right wow and 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 then like
0: i'm such a dipshit bro about all this stuff but like i've seen that like release the air cut i've seen that on like what can that get released i mean would you want it to be released
1: it's it's like schrodinger's cut now it's almost like is it more legendary to see it or more legendary to not see it? Yeah. Like I talked to James Gunn and look, they got their own. He's trying to figure that whole sure, mess sure, sure. out, and and you know, it's it's possible, but they want to get some scores on the board first. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, I have I could show people I could you know yeah. like, but it's it's tough because it's like it's I want to fucking move on from it. I want to yeah. heal from it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and and it pisses me off because like like. Dude, I was coming off Fury. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. during a time during Suicide Squad when the dailies were coming in, people are like, oh shit, maybe Air's gonna take over DC. Like yeah, yeah. and there's all there's Game of Thrones in there. The yeah. the palace politics were yeah. insane, right? And the shit that was really going on, bro, all right, okay. You know, and then and then they're shooting at me. And every time, you know, the new movie comes out, a new movie would come out in this space, the press would come at me again, right? over like like that's what became so fucked up is i became a talking point inside of the marketing for these other projects in a negative way and i'm sitting there like what is happening you know Mm. it's like it's
0: i remember talking to people like what you know like talking to kevin vance and 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 sensei and 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 you know and then like I mean because that that process of, the, of making that movie sounds fucking righteous and fucking like everybody was really putting in yeah. Joel and and, yeah. and and will and all that yeah. I it's mean a- so let me ask you now like do, do you do, do you wish you had never do, do you wish you had never done it like because you're also somebody who's like grown like the pain and the lumps is also what fucking defines you and gets yeah. you where like you're always fucking forward moving like um, yeah I, I, dude i I remember in the the fury press tour being in in uh some fucking room in some fancy ass fucking hotel, and 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 you were ta- you were meeting. I mean, probably can't fucking talk about you. But you were meeting like, like a very famous actor, and 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 horribly unlucky to you guys. You got seated right next to like me and Shia and Mike, <laughs> and and you were meeting about Suicide Squad. Oh, and shit. Shia, like, got up, and he's like, he's like, what the fuck, G? Why are you doing this fucking movie? Fuck you for even wanting to be in this movie. You're throwing it away, bro. Don't fucking do it, bro. And, and like... Uh,
1: Should have listened to him.
0: Dude, I remember saying, like, thinking... I remember being like, Shia, dude, like, what are you... Fu-? Because for me at that point, mm. anybody who said anything bad about you met like, dude, I'll kid like, you know, but it was shy. And I was like, what are you doing, bro? I don't know. I, I, it's like, like, like you said, it's a wildly successful movie and it's like, and and now you're in this like place in your life. I mean, how do you look back on that? Like, I understand the pain that it's caused you, but, but, but but, like, do you wish, I mean, I don't even know what that fucking does anyways. I'm ambivalent, man. Like, like
1: part of, like, I have to own my life and I have to own my journey and, and my experiences. Right. It, you know it's like like gone with the wind and there's that moment where scarlet or is like you know I will never go hungry again you know like that taught me I have to have control over my work I have to have control over my work and I won't get in a situation where I don't have that control ever again because they will strap a bomb to your back and bury you in a fucking crater they don't give a fuck like Little rip your guts out if it serves their empire, like for-profit corporate speech, right? Quarterly, oh, this quarter we were able to save on payroll by firing people and this movie made a profit and we sold secondary. That's all they fucking care about. I don't care about you. Everyone's disposable, man. Like, and, and it's like taking me kind of coming to terms with the reality of Hollywood, you know, and what it is. And it's, it's been so confusing. And then at the same time, this is the business that's changed my life. This is the business that built my house. This right. is the business that's given me these opportunities to travel the world and see things and meet people, you know? So so it's tough. It's like, you know, yeah, you, you get petted and slapped, you know, sometimes at the same dude, time. Him, dude, that's fucking great, man. That's yeah. so fucking right.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man, you know, the other, uh, I don't know, when was it? When was that thing for Demer, a month ago? Yeah. <laughs> like fucking Demer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, man, they were like, they were honoring, you know, they were honoring Newton, you know what yeah. I mean? And they, they they did a screening of end of watch and like, you know, like the whole fucking department was there, bro. And it's like, you know, like Mikey, Mikey came and I came and, and Kevin was yeah. there. And, and, and it was like, I don't know, man. Like, I remember you, I remember you talking about fury and you're like, yeah, dude, like, you're like, you're never gonna pay for a beer again, dude. Like, like military, like, you know, like any tanker is kind of like, and like, I'm ne- I do that, that is like a truer thing. has never been said yeah. and that it's like th- literally yeah. the honor, just being yeah. in that anyways, in the experience, but that part of it, like doing that right. And knowing that like we put, there's no doubt about why we made that movie. Right. And the same is true for law enforcement with end of watch. And yeah. it's like, bro, you've like, like now is that like your North star? Like do you, like, is it's, that? Or, it's
1: confusing to me. It's, it's confusing to me because like, my, my life is so intense and so much shit happens in such a velocity and it's like you know and, and the watch was like 2008 Fury was like no, 2016 or something yeah and it's just like who was I how did I do that how did I create that and and it's weird because like you know at the time I was like super married and the kids and everything mm-hmm. and that was all my life and I am my castle and my safety was I able to go into those places and create because I had such safety in my personal life. And and now I'm like trying to create that, that sense again, you know, do I have to feel safe like that to create like that? Like what conditions to, to, to pull that out? And then again, like, and then I wrestle with like, culture like do people want to hear from me do people want to hear what i have to say do i have a right to tell stories you know um like deep like that you know like like what are we doing yeah. you know what am i doing that, that's like, such
0: like a fucking humble and and like 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 honest like uh, thing to say man you know what i mean and like there's only, i mean you know as well as me like only you know that like th- that understanding and that honesty and that humility like only only the truth and only good come from that
1: it's just you get like everything's been stripped away everything's been stripped away and and you know like I'm on social media a lot and it's it's just fascinating because now like the audience wants to know who you are you know and it's like you know when I was about to get nuked on Twitter after another DC movie was coming out and, and I had to be <laughs> the devil you know um, I was like fuck it and I just wrote up my life and tweeted it because you could see I could see like like I'm really good at man like strategic communications and seeing how shit's moving and unfolding. I don't know I'm gonna get nuked on this one so this is my life this is my story this is who I am I put it out there and everything stopped overnight. it was like of course you know publicist like nightmare and yeah, you yeah. done but it's that counterintuitive stuff works um but right now it's just like, you know, you're saying with Fury, like I can't walk onto a military base without getting mobbed, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, hey, you know, my, my squadron watched Fury together, you know, before we deployed and went down range and, and we always remember that moment together. Or like like my homie, Sean, you know, who found something in it. And, and my whole thing now is like, like I'm so fucking beat down that I'm trying to like find value. What is my value as a human being away from here are things you have done that symbolize you and give your life value none of that means shit i'm here right now bro yeah. like past is gone yeah, yeah. like like what is now what is tomorrow what is yeah. that and and it's so hard to create and it's in in like the world like world don't want to be saved right now you know and and i'm like captain saveaho storyteller like like hey here's deeper human shit mm-hmm. no we don't want that you know so it's like like I don't know, man, like I'm desperate for authenticity. And I think that's what's lacking in all our shit now. Like nothing's fucking authentic. And like my dream would be like, to have like a cast for six months and just workshop something. And then like workshop, rehearse, write, find truth, go deep, 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 and then go to set.
0: I mean, I feel like there's so much fucking hunger for that, bro, for like the people you, you know you, you said something before about like creating you know it's like something shy and i got into real heavy i think starting with us over there but just sort of like the the circumstances you're in the people around you your family the the, the people you fuck with um the desire that i think you you know real well yeah. just like sometimes you feel you gotta like bleed out to create and you gotta like fuck up the world and just like drop a but right it's like like what comes feeling knowing the power of that knowing like if you're the kind of person that can walk in a room and create danger and chaos, it's like, if you can do that on a set, it's fucking magic. So it's like, do you still do that in life? I'm just wondering, like,
1: right? Like the, the whole tortured artist thing. Like, I think there's something in an artist's nature that that can be chaotic and that exploration and energy that gets reflected back to you from that chaos. You can then put in your work. But it's also a trap because then that becomes what you're doing yeah. and, and it can get out of control you know like, like i used to drink a lot i was bad, bad fucking bad and it's, you know it's been forever and ever since i've had a drink but like i thought that that was part of who i was you know and part of my creative identity you know and it's like like oh i'd get high and fucking, you know slam some tall cans and you know write weird shit, and i felt like i needed that crutch to tell stories but my best scripts all wrote sober hmm. you know so but it's, it's it's a trap but like and now everybody's so constrained and behaviorally constrained and everyone's so watched like we didn't have cell phones when i was a kid man right, you right. know can you imagine dudes would get a pillowcase and go through the whole bus getting everyone's bus passes right. you know i'm not right. giving a shit. right like you no know, cell phones right. like <laughs> Like now everybody's observing you and watching you and and reverse engineering everything you do for malice. Right. Plus, there's also a sense of like, all right, if you're older, there's a fucking target on your back. I'm going to shoot you off your horse. I'm going to get your job, motherfucker. You know, and that's that's the the work environment now. That's the world now. Right. Like like trying to find fault with people. Yeah, and and are there are there valid reasons for that shit yeah it's a reaction of course people are reacting to fucking this dog shit that's been happening in our society man like you know how do you share in that space how do you create something that's going to be truthful and uplifting and human and and powerful you know and then
0: and potentially offensive and potentially like scary potentially make you fucking uncomfortable well
1: now you're a, a Business, right? And okay, well, I just invested, I'm on the line for $70 million and we're going to do, you know, $30 million PA commitment. That's $100 million right there. Um, oh no, the subject matter caused it to get canceled or a, an actor had an incident and now it's canceled. So now your $100, $100 million investment's worth nothing and it's a tax write off, you know? And, and so if you're a manager and you're managing multiple projects, Decision-making gets real simple, right? You're not going to take any risk. You're not going to put it out there. You're going to go for old IP. You're going to execute it totally. in a proven way. You're going to cast people that you know are safe and feel safe. You're going to hire a director who can just get the shit in the can according to the DGA, NBA, talk to the actors, check all the boxes, check the legal stuff. Like, that. that's for-profit corporate speech
0: and for you personally just like about forget like just the ales of the, the the industry which is completely fucked up but for you personally like your optimization like do you feel like you can operate where you have peace or or, or some sort of like balance and harmony in your life but you can still bring chaos and danger to your work or are you are you do you want to figure that out like are you figuring that out like what, what do you uh, again going back to that whole thing that you know, me and shy have been going back and yeah. forth for, like fucking years.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can, I can bring whatever I need to bring in the moment that I need it. Like I'm confident of that. Um, I'm also lately, like everything I've gone through, I'm a lot gentler with people, you know, like, And I think it's like, like you'll get this also, it's like a generational thing, right? The way we grew up, it's just like, keep your fucking mouth shut, show up, work hard, and eventually someone's gonna be like, you, come here, you carry the ball, you know? (laughs) And and okay, you're a dick to me for three years, and now I'm cool. Um, (laughs) But Like that that sort of, you know, vibe is gone. Um, Like, what does the individual need? Am I pushing my own shit onto you? Am I I like, oh, I'm a director and you're creating a character and I'm helping you do that? How much of that is my own ego about how I need to see myself, you know? And so once you start seeing that piece, you take that away, then, okay, you as a human being, what energy do you need from me so you feel safe so you can do your job? Um, So just, yeah, just being more respectful of people, you know, And, and even the cultural stuff like, like, oh shit, you know, but like, like, yeah, let's wake up. How, how do my words impact other people? How does my art impact other people? How, how does my art impact different communities? Like how, you know, like being responsible and taking ownership of what you're putting out of the world is important too. So it's just like, I'm just trying to have a conversation with the world and, and, yeah
0: (laughs) what's the most important thing in your life would you say my kids yeah can you talk about that
1: yeah it's just like like um yeah i went through you know intense divorce and coming from the world of like a a couple that no one ever 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 thought would yeah fail
0: yeah it blew my mind
1: and you know and a lot of it was just how i grew up how we grew up not having tools not having the ability to communicate, what are the patterns you see as a child, you know, all that. I've gone through like, at one point I was doing like seven hours of therapy a week trying to deal with all this shit, you know, and at a certain point you crack yourself open. And, and, you know, with these kids, I went from like, dad, the director, the Hollywood director, show up at the house, eat dinner, you know, um, very formal, old school, you know, and, and I've had to learn how to have relationships with my kids, you know, um, on their terms, without me pushing an image of myself mm. into their
0: world. What's required to do that?
1: Being honest with who you are, like um, identity, like identity, like this concept of identity is something I fuck with so much now. Um, and cause I've had to be all these different people. Yeah. And, and I, I created what I thought was a successful construction. Totally. And I'm just playing a fucking character, you know? And then it's like, like being loving myself enough to not be afraid to be seen is what turned it around for me. And, And a lot of that was like, like, again, a lot of therapy and like, oh, these things that happened to me, that's trauma. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's not love oh survival fight or flight is not love like fucking pain and trauma and red flags are not love just because your nervous system
0: like jacks you the fuck thinks up. it's yeah. home yeah 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's where you feel at home yeah it's not it ain't it and 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 then to be vulnerable you know and, and coming from a world like like the streets and military and everything and and you know talk about toxic masculinity and all that shit where like shut down, not revealing emotion, not being present, having a persona, like stripping all that away. And then, and then, you know, like most of my life I'm just running from pain, right? I'm running from intense fucking pain. And eventually I had to stop and feel it, you know? And that's been these past few years. And it's like, like, oh shit, I have a heart. Oh, I'm a human being. Oh, I'm capable of love. because I that's, I was told a really lot of fucking bad stories about myself growing up. I was a piece of shit. I was going to up in prison, and fucking kill people. I'm not a good guy. Like not trustworthy. You know, violent. Fear this guy. Whatever. And and I internalized all that. And so just a lot of work to get those stories out. The stories you tell yourself, but the stories other people have told about you. Discovering yourself. And then feeling safe to be seen,
0: and and you and, you've, and, and the, the main motivator in this is is having some sort of like on is it, it, your relationship with your kids. Like yeah, that's that's the, the
1: yeah. It's th- deeper than I understood because like like straight up like like divorce is like hell on earth, right? And and I was like for a minute it was so confusing and painful. It was like well maybe the best thing I can do is get out of these kids' lives and end this contention and pain. Wow. And I'm, I'm, I'm a toxic piece of shit anyway. So me not being around can only be good for them. Mm. Right. And so it's like, and then my ancestral wounds of like my dad and, you know, which is a fucking major form of rejection. Right. You know, child me is like, Oh, that homeboy didn't fucking love me enough to hang out and, and, and protect me and stop me from the horrific abuse that was about to unfold. Right. Mm. So i got to work through that. And I got to fucking love him and figure out how to love him and love a wow. little boy that experienced that. Before I can even love my own kids, like, bro, and I mean, it's just that whole process taught me that there's more to me than I thought. You yeah. know, like, like oh, I'm, I'm I'm like a fake ass empty room. Like I don't wow. exist. I'm just a collection of masks and personalities and reactions in any given situation. No, no, you're you have a heart. You 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 can, you can love your and your love has value, and it's okay for you to love, like all that was new to me, bro. Yeah man,
0: <laughs> yeah man, I, yeah dude. It's and 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 where are you where are you at with your kids now? I mean, I know like fatherhood is just like it's like a series of fucking getting slammed, it, like just failing your fucking ass off, and you kind of keep going. Yeah. And I know there's ups and downs, but where do you feel like you you're at with it with the, with the relationship with with I'm each other? I'm now, yeah. Fuck like, yeah,
1: like like. No matter what stories they've been told about me, they've seen enough with their own eyes at this point. What is it you that know? they've seen? Just, I'm there. You're there. I'm there yeah. You know? yeah. And I went to the mat for them and fought for them. And, you know, and it's it's like just creating a safe space for them, you know, like parenting them, parenting myself. <laughs> like, what the fuck, you know? what the fuck it's beautiful
0: dude the, i mean yeah I, you know it's 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 cool uh it's really cool i mean again maybe back to that football coach thing but it's 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 fucking really cool to sit down with you like this man and and uh see you like this and like you know because it it, it you know it was it always was a little bit for me you know you, you know again i felt so like protected mm-hmm. and and i always felt loved by you i always felt like e- even just like you choosing me was just such a, it was such a huge thing for me, man. I took it so seriously. It was such a miracle in my Mm -hmm. life, you know, and like getting to do that. But I also like, and I didn't know whether it was the movie or not, but I always felt like, Man, like you know, it's there was always this thing like you know you could you could never really get in, never never really open up. Like you would see that like he's the boss man, he's a fucking gangster, like he's a real gangster, like the way he handles himself. Like I'd seen that, but I also this unbelievable ability to like break people down and open them up and like and, and talk about the most intricate. Yeah. And, and 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 most like a ne- no filmmaker, no artist I've ever worked with has been able to like you know play play people's fucking chords of the most intricate yeah. every ounce of the pain where the pain and the darkness is like just as beautiful as it is dark and like so fascinated by it but yet so like you ain't gonna get there with me and I, I see like and and do you and 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 just talk just a little bit man and, and we don't have to go but like like just a little bit about Kev and and just because he's. He, you know, I think he means just like a ton to everyone in yeah. this room. And like, you know, you brought Kevin into my life, but like, who is Kevin to you and like the work that you guys have done? and
1: Kevin Vance. Um, yeah. Uh, known him a minute. Uh, met him in a parallel life. And uh, watching him transform, because like when I, when I met him, he was just in it. Yeah. Like, like and he had, had that you know, hangover of like the military. Um, I mean, the secret to the military is like a handful of people do all the work, right? So it's like, oh, we have all these army divisions. Well, they're kind of just holding security on the edge at the end of the day while, you know, this handful of very highly trained, amazing people kind of gets it done at incredible moral hazard Blowback cost to self. And and he was like one of the first people I met from that community. And it's so funny because he, you know, when I met him, he was like solidly in the community and solidly in that identity. I am an elite operator. That is who I am. Yeah. And and he evolved out of that and didn't need that to be his identity. And then went on this healing journey and started helping people like right, left and center and was really a fucking pioneer now. Yeah. And now he's out there like, like trying to save lives, you yeah. know? rescuing people. Cause yeah, these dudes in these communities, they take so much trauma on our behalf, um, massive amounts of trauma and they do really dark things on our behalf. And that whole warrior culture has its own thing going on and it's not a safe space to like be vulnerable and talk about your heart. And I've seen it in the gang world too, where the homies are like becoming conscious, you know. And like we used to be cavemen back in Straight the day, up. cavemen. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, we're humans, and we have this holistic life, and can impact people. And there's something about people that have seen that extreme violence and lived in it and been around it that pushes them closer towards a bigger human truth. Mm. And they bring that back into the regular life. Mm. And that's why I've always connected with that. Cause it's, I felt like they're in the real world yeah. and everyone else is in the fake world. Fucking bro, I mean, I,
0: I, I honestly, I think that more than anything else is why, like I'm trying to do this. Cause it's like, look, if I can, if I can have, like, if you say that and, and like Kevin says that, you know, it's like, everybody else in their life can like stop hiding behind all this shit's like look, look look at who's saying it dude and it's like look at the potential like i know you've been through it but like look at the potential for light look at what that's, you can create look at what you how you can serve
1: you like, know like that's it right there is is how do you serve and i'm wrestling my journey right now at the moment it's just like like am i worthy of serving you know and it's like, okay, track record. These movies impact these communities of help people. Okay, there's evidence there that I am worthy to serve. I would say so, bro. I just gotta figure it out. But like, everything's ego, you know. Like, like ego and trauma and pain and how you shape your personality to not feel the pain, you know. And it's like, I don't know, man. You know, like, like, like the homies, the fucking gangsters, right? Like. Typically, they're smart as fuck. Smart as fuck. They're like rounded people. Like they see the world in a different way. They have this specialized knowledge about life and people. And there, there's a deep, deep, deep truth that they find. And especially the survivors in that space and like <laughs> yeah. the guys that fucking hang. Yeah. And, and, and that energy, you know, like there's something beautiful to it. And then if you can get away from all the fucking, woo, 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 I'm fucking this, I'm that. Oh, okay, how do I help the young guns? How do I help these families? How do I, like, when people are talking about trauma and shit that's happening to them when no one ever did before, which is amazing, but like, it's self-rescue. All these communities have to self-rescue, yeah. right? Because right now, you know, the way our society is, you know, it's the opposite of cohesion. It's the opposite of unity. It's the opposite of coming together. So, like all these communities have to self-rescue. There's so many fucking agendas, but if you can just human connection and like, I don't know, like if, like if I got whacked out on the streets when I was like 18 doing dumb shit, right? Like there wouldn't there wouldn't be these movies that that have left a positive impact. And, and it's like for all my like, oh, I'm a bad guy. I'm a piece of shit and I hate myself and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I got it. That's objective. That that's value in that. That means I brought something of value to this world. And. And. Yeah, man, like if we can just get out of these negative self stories and 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 stop doing that in all these communities and, and just hunt down these negative narratives that that are that are just Tying us to the ground, like that's the way to do it. You, 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 talk about your own negative
0: bullshit and the shit that's like your your own negative self story. Believe me, I know it so fucking well. Yeah. But then the first thing you said to like from from this this omnipresent fucking view when you look at it yeah but look at these look at these things on the board that like i know like it yeah. helped people or yeah. change people right it's like i go through that same shit so in this national or international whatever in this state that we are right now what role does does, does art play in 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 rescue
1: art's a nuclear weapon art is so ridiculously fucking powerful the most powerful medium is film right so you, have, you have acting you have directing you have music, you have, you have art, visual arts, you know, it's 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 a collaboration of multiple artistic mediums creating this illusion of reality. Right. And, you know, it's like, like when I saw Scarface for the first time, it have been like nine or something, you know, and for my world at the time, it, it was like there's a bigger, more important world. There's a lot more going on than you knew and people come in a lot different shapes and varieties and right. abilities and and then you knew and it was just like this keyhole into this world okay. right and that's one of the reasons why art is so controlled why the industry is so controlled why everything is so incredibly gate kept because god forbid man this piece <laughs> of primordial magic leak through the system and transform the world. Like, I believe that you can create something that can transform the world instantly. Like, it's that powerful. Wow. It's that powerful. And that terrifies the gatekeepers and terrifies people that, that want these negative narratives about ourselves to be out there, you know?
0: And want control of it for themselves and want to be the only ones that do it They say old shit.
1: I mean, I don't know, how's, how's the world really work, right? Yeah. Is it about money or is it not about money? You know what I mean? And who has the money? Who has the violence? Who has a monopoly on violence? Who controls violence? Like what 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 is this world? What is this society? It's a for-profit corporate fucking machine, man. It is what it is, you know? How do you find humanity inside of that? How do you, you know, and and I, I believe that human beings are are incredibly capable. Like, like one of us can change the world. And and imagine if we all got together. And started co-creating a positive reality together, like how transformative that would be. But if my entire wealth, if my generational wealth is based upon, you know, keeping you nervous so you make a consumer choice and buy my product to satisfy that, that emptiness in your soul last thing I fucking want is some sort of like mass self-realization and rising up. Of humanity. Right. Fuck that man. Right. I want to smash you motherfuckers, and shake you upside down, get all your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was there uh is, is,
0: is there, is there anything else that like, I know, I, I think I know what the fucking answer is, bro. is there, is there anything else that like you came here today? Is there anything else that you wanted to sort of like, Talk about, or, or, or is there anything you got for me, or is there anything that you just like feel like you, you, you want to say?
1: I mean, I don't know. I just trip on you. Um, you know, I remember when I first met you it was at the audition. You know, and y- your energy was very against yourself. You know, you're like this. You know, your whole energy field was just very much. You know, and, and it was like, like you're trying to brute force your way out of something you know, and study and education and and studying the dramatic stuff. And like, you could just feel. I have this one road that's magnetically pulling me down and I have this other road that I can apply myself and force my way into, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do that. And as, and now you're like, I mean, you know, I'm gonna, you know, bring a consciousness, like you're getting people to talk about shit and talk about shit in a conscious way. And so like you figured something out, put yourself on a different track and now you're helping other people. And that's fucking beautiful. Thanks man. Is what it is, it's fucking beautiful. I appreciate you, know? you saying that. bro. And then to get like the homies and the street cats and dudes like that talking about, cause that's the whole thing. Like I can't talk about how I feel and I'm in a lot of pain. So, I'm gonna go shoot a motherfucker, right? I feel better and I'm gonna bump my shit and drive around the fucking yeah. hood on Saturday, man. Fuck yeah, you know. Cause
0: y'all got one of mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, look at what I just did I'm for us. I'm good. I'm
1: powerful, you know. And, but if you can, shit, well, oh, my, my dad never came home or he was a drunk or, you know, my mama used to whoop me or this or that. Like, like, trauma shapes us and it's shame, you know. And, you know, for me, every murder is an act of shame. Yeah. You know, like there's something you're ashamed of. You've been made to feel shame about yourself, and just healing shame will, I think, reduce violence and make lives better. You know, and and for men and people of the violent world, and who get that and are comfortable know how to navigate about that, to show vulnerability and weakness, and then you realize, like, and, and Kevin's doing that. You see that with the work he's doing is to be able to exercise violence and be a fucking dangerous person, right? Like, oh, I'll go and I'll kick your door and I'll kill your whole fucking family, fuck you, right? That's a certain energy. Yep. To have that capability and that energy, but also to have the loving side and the protective side and the nourishing side. Yep. Toxic masculinity is just simply, I think power and aggression without love and compassion, you know?
0: And, 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 and I think that like, it, it's so often, I mean, you've seen it a million times, especially in our bullshit. It's like, it often manifests itself in somebody who's faking both. It's like somebody who's, if you've really done that yeah, shit, yeah. you know it's coming yeah. from shame. You know the horrors yeah. of it. You yeah. know what it's like to look at somebody right before they're about to get hurt, sometimes by you and you're going to do it anyways. And you know that you got to go home with that. Yeah. And like, you you know, you know that it's always both sides of the coin. Like, you know it, man. And like, these guys know it. Then there's a lot of people who just, you know, bullshit and wear, the, wear their clothes and <laughs> fucking say a lot of loud shit. And, 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 and they're so scared because they know it's not real. Oh that it's just like, I would never show any fucking weakness. Yeah. Weakness is bitch shit. No. And it's like, yeah, man, it's, 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 uh, and, 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 and you know, man, it's like, doing that film that we did it was like yeah control chaos and danger and fucking like getting us to like bear our souls and all that shit but at the end of the day man it's like the one thing like every guy that you had us talk to it's like it was fucking horrifying like yeah. you, you couldn't see like yeah. like being a loader like you couldn't see shit Mm-mm. You couldn't see she. You didn't know at any second. You know what I mean? At any second, like, what does that do? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that's like brave and it's courageous. It's also fucking like deeply horrifying and it's, it's like
1: just brutal. And that whole generation, no one could talk about what they went through. You know, and like my superpowers was always able to get people to talk about whatever. Like, like I don't judge. You know, tell me your story. I'm not going to judge. I'm going to understand it. It's all love and. And then to get like, you know, I'd bring the veterans to set and everything, and you know, bring guys out watching these guys, and I just watch their eyes, you know, and just watch how they're looking at everything. And and you could feel their energy change, you know. And it was just like like I don't even know what to say to them. Like I can you can feel their energy, you can feel that whole war into their nervous system, and they get really quiet and they're looking around, and it's it's just like, and you can feel at the end of it and it's time to go and you can like, they're so raw and emotional and they're so stoic and trying to hide that. And you can just feel like everybody they lost every pain, everything. It's like right there on them, you know, and for me, it's honorable to bring out, oh, here's a World War II veteran. He lived the story. He's out here on set. He's seeing he's in a living museum. It's a recreation of what what he did. And now he's witnessing this, and I was able to do this for this guy. And and you know, we'd stop the set, everyone would stop fucking working, yeah. like go over and talk to him. Like, I don't know, man. Like the things, you know, men are fucked up right now. And and the things that we're asked to do, and then no one gives us the tools to be compassionate leaders and 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 a, rescue our own communities and to help ourselves. Like it's, it's fucking tragic, you know?
0: What do you, what, what do you do with your own son? Like, what do you, what, what, how, how do you, how do you broach that?
1: I mean, I think a lot of it's like, like what I don't do. Right. So I'm not like drunk around my kids. I don't drink. I don't like, um, but I'm also honest to shit. Like, like they know how the world works they know what's going on you know they've seen it um the hardest thing is like they're not me you know and i think like you know i got i got a kid is is 14 and it's like when i was his age oh my god i was like stealing cars i was fucking had you know it was heated up i was like like incomprehensible madness like bust into a bar and take all their fucking kegs, you know, just cause you can like stupid stuff. And they have no, that's not their world, but then their world is their world and I have to respect their world. And that's the hardest part is like understanding their viewpoint and their hearts and being compassionate and not pushing me into them, mm-hmm. but letting them push themselves into me. And, and, and what do you, is part of
0: that like, do you catch yourself doing that? Sometimes. And yeah. then do, what do you do? Do you admit it? Do
1: you like? No, it's like, just like, 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 why am I saying what I'm saying? Is it because I'm hurt and somehow saying that makes me feel better versus well, let's be present, you know? So a lot of it's just being present, yeah. learning how to be present. Um, that's like in the, in the early part of the divorce, it was, it was awful. It was really hard to be around the kids. Cause it was like, they're in so much pain. I'm in so much pain. I got no fucking tools, you know? It's a disaster. Everything's a disaster, and then now just chill, just kicking it, you know. Like, and it's their world. I gotta hand this world over to them. Like, here, guys, sorry. <laughs> well, like, I
0: don't know uh it's a fucking cheese, fucking dick question, man. But what, what, what? I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> i didn't like think about it beforehand but now it's in my head i had to ask. so so what would you what would you say to 14 year old dave fuck
1: man you're not a bad person yeah like 14 year old me was all about armor and creating a persona that's when i discovered that there's a lot of value in being scary you know, totally. intimidation and shit totally. like that. Like that's that's where I learned that language. And it's so much harder to be authentic and put your heart on the line and expose yourself and be vulnerable. Like run around like a fucking dickhead, mad dogging people, any yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking, so true. I feel this and articulate that feeling that's yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, you remember you you remember how I did that fucking uh audition and then I had to come back and do that thing with you and do you remember how that went went down with you and Brad in your office? Do you remember anything uh, uh about that?
1: I'm like, "Dory, I got 4 seconds of memory, man." Yeah,
0: dude. So, well, it was a big fucking So, uh <laughs> You know like I did it right I did that the thing and and you 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 were kind of stoked on it and I think there's like some you know some famous people and shit that wanted to play the part and stuff like that and then and then uh, I think Brad wanted one of them and then uh, and then uh you were like, look dude, like the only way this works I mean you're so fucking cool, man. you were like, look man, I still have the fucking letters you were like you got to come into my office and you got to read with him and like show him what the fuck is right. up. You know what I mean? And, and like, let, let, you know, just come and do it. And I think I did hit you with like 6 million questions about that. And I went to your <laughs> office, dude, there's these steps by your office. I came like oh, six wow. and a half hours beforehand, just like sitting there, dude. And, uh, this motherfucker came in, this motherfucker came in. He had that long hair because he just unwo- And he was like, "Man, are you as sick as zombies as I am?" Some <laughs> fucking cheesy. I love that guy, but like, it's like the cheesy. I was like, "What'd you think of that on the way over?" here Or some shit, and uh, and we start doing it. But you know, man, like I was already like off book for the whole fucking movie, and I was like in my shit. And I, you know, and he's like reading it because we're still like fucking, you know, you know really half a year, eight yeah. months from fucking even going to the three months of fucking pre-production because you fucking rip us apart and fucking. <laughs> destroy our souls and fucking we were reading and i was like this isn't fucking happening and so i've at at the last one you're like all right just do it one more time you were like sitting behind your desk and uh i was like it's not fucking happening and he was like sitting down the whole time i kept standing and i was like man stick but he was like trying to keep up because he's reading so i like smacked the paper out of his hand and i fucking lifted his uh I, i lifted him out of his chair man and and uh i started screaming at him and then i went Home, man. I was like crying, dude. And I, ca- I, I wrote you. An e- I never wrote emails back then, dude. And I wrote you this email about I'm so sorry I let you down. <laughs> and he wrote me back like he wrote me back like a few days later. He's like, dude, like you didn't, like you're fine, bro. Like you didn't let anybody down. And I was like, you're like you're fine, dude. You and I was you like, back? It was just a long time ago. I didn't write. I, didn't write, I don't, yet write, I don't yet write emails. Right, right, I don't write them yeah. now. Yeah, I don't fuck yeah. with emails. Not much has changed. Yeah, yeah. But then, man, I'm, yeah. Anyway, man, but you, you know, you had me like from the beginning, yeah. and, like you, you fucking, you, like a lot of people didn't do that, you know, in the beginning, man, a lot of people don't do that. Like they see the best thing, but they're like, yeah, we can't do that. And you said from the beginning, you're like, dude, like I got you, bro. And that, that was, uh, that was fucking great, man.
1: That so was a good show. Yeah. I desperately want that kind of experience again. Me too. You know, but me it's, too. it's that commitment and, you got to be willing that You you were down to go on the journey. But um, well, that's the other thing is
0: like, I remember I remember so palpably like Brad there telling us all every day, it will never be this good. It will never be this good. Like when, we're, when you're like making us yeah. come to work to sit in a fucking tank for all exterior tanks, day yeah. after day after day, like, can we not come, come in? Like, no, you guys got to operate the tank. Yeah, well, no one will see us, bro. It's just like we're staring at Brad's ass because his head pops out every once in a while. And we're just in there smoking cigarettes for like 16 hours in the cold for months at a time. Like there's no chance you're going to get seen. Get your fucking costume on. Get all this no. fucking shit on. Shy's fucking sh- carving his face up to sit in a fucking tank for exterior tanks. It was the best, and he would be like, it will never get this good. This oh, is the God. best you'll ever have it, bro. It was
1: pure. Yeah, it was so pure, dude. It was so it pure. It was, pure. It, was, it was like, but that's the magic, you know, and the magic of cinema. It's like 90% of the labor gives you that last couple percentage points on the screen, fuck and yeah. that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And it, like, it is hard as fuck to make a bad movie. Yeah. It's really hard to make a bad movie. It's incredibly hard to make a good movie. It's almost impossible to make a great movie, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's, I don't know, I, I love it, I'm blessed. For as much shit as I talk about the industry, I love it. Like, like you I too. love the job, I love the creativity, I love storytelling, I love directing, and now I love it for the right reasons, yeah. versus like, oh, I had a bad childhood, I need people to blow smoke up my ass so I feel better about myself because I'm a fucking director. I'm so past that now, dude. you know? Like let's just bleed on each other and find something real.
0: Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! You're one of a kind, dude. Seriously, thank you, bro. I ain't gonna fucking but but thank you. This was this was awesome. I love you, man. Love you, homie. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's John Bam Bam the Dog. Uh, first, on behalf of both of us and everybody from the Real Ones team, I just want to sincerely thank you guys for, for, for tuning in. The folks that I bring on the show, they're family to me. And uh, being able to tell their stories and bringing you into their world is something I'm, I'm just super proud of and, uh, again, grateful that you guys tune in. We've decided we want to take things just a step further. It's a Patreon community. And basically what that means is if you become part of this community, look, I already bored Bam Bam. If you wanna become a part of this community, you're gonna be able to hear episodes early and all that, ad free and all that good stuff, but there's all this behind the scenes footage, all this stuff that we've shot um, that really brings you into the folks that we've had on the show, really brings you into their world. Live chats with me and the folks that I bring on the show to talk about their world, talk about the issues that they're dealing with, about their triumphs and their tragedies. Just go to Patreon slash Real Ones on this website that you see right there right on the screen, that's right in front of you. This whole idea was um, something about building bridges and and bringing people together and um, bringing folks that often don't get the mic and and giving the mic to them. So the fact that you guys tune in means the world. Anyways, again, thank you. Uh, Be good to each other out there. Rock
1: and roll.